What's going on, everybody, and welcome to episode 38 of the Playconomics podcast, breaking down the business behind the world of video games, providing you with that sweet, sweet financial context behind industry trends. I'm one of your hosts, Bobby Kowecki, and join with me today on this beautiful and, might I dare even say, good Friday. See what I did there, Matt? Timely. Catholic. Look at that. Right? The one and only. Jersey wearing, but also Jersey living. And yeah, I'm two for two today. Matt Roger Mascari. I don't know if his middle name is Roger, even though I've known him for most of our lives. Is it Roger? It's not. It people is, don't need to know. You know what? It is now. It what is, is my middle name? And why <laughs> is, is it Roger? Yeah, and why is it not Roger? Matt, how are you, buddy? It's, <sighs> been, it's been an entire week since i've seen you virtually yeah. yeah it's been a lot both of us are just absolutely slammed with work neither one of us want to be working you know what we want to be doing gaming as per usual mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i was gonna ask you how you're doing but i've heard all week and honestly you've been giving me some shit today you really have been i've been on heard- some silly shit today matt and i'm just gonna have to ask you to deal with it i'm gonna tell you about my week my week if i was doing any better matt if I was doing any better to keep with the religious context of this opening uh, monologue icebreaker segment, if I was doing any better, it would be a literal sin. Okay? I'm out here. I'm eating meat. I'm doing whatever I want. <gasps> Shit. Does shrimp count as meat? I don't know, Matt. I'm not a zoologist. In the comments below, is get, shrimp meat? Get Jeff Corwin online. Um, <laughs> no, it's been, it's been a, a crazy week. Leading up to some big things professionally. I'm excited about it. Balancing a lot of plates at work. Uh, But I have been doing some gaming. If you hear that noise in the background, that's my fridge making ice. You can't not have ice. Can't do a podcast without ice. No, 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 no. I don't. We don't come from. uh, Stop. First world country. (laughs) Where they don't have ice. Um, So I apologize for that. However, my week's been great. Matt's week, I would say, has been great to mildly amazing. Is that an understatement, or would are you willing to go out on a limb and say that? I have been so stressed, mm-hmm. so overworked, and I've been trying to live a healthier lifestyle. So I've been going to the gym every single day, slash waking up at 6.30, mm-hmm. even on weekends. Mm-hmm. So I think in a month from now, I will be in a much better place because of my new lifestyle choices however super saiyan yeah 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 i'm to quote myself forming peak matt i am on the cusp of no no, no. i've seen peak matt uh peak (sighs) matt and me both drank a bottle of champagne each start to finish on our own uh See, I'm peak Bobby. What I, I've decided to do is do the exact opposite of what you're doing, Matt, and okay. really lean into the self-destructive life choices that have been foisted upon me. So I'm only eating ice cream, taking up smoking, and I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. You should know. 
Seven usually car- seven cartons a day. This what? podcast brought to you by the Philip Morris Company. Breathe in the goodness with Philip Morris. What am Morris. I usually drinking, Bobby? <laughs> On the podcast. I'll give you a hint. It's G Fuel. I don't know why that's funny. You know what it is today? Herbal tea. Because we're healthy in this household now. Endgame, Matt, in effect. Matt, you're going to turn into the turtle from Kung Fu Panda. I would be, I would want, I would love to be Ugwe. You know, that's your final form, man. But more importantly than how you're doing, because honestly, in the grand scheme of things, I don't give a shit. Sonny was right. I don't give a single shit. Sonny was right. Nobody cares. (laughs) How, what have you been playing? Why is it Elden Ring? And, how far are you? So, since we've last spoken, <clears throat> my Elden Ring progress, a little bit of an update on that. I beat Godfried, and uh, I will say, I finally, finally found Godfried. I was in the area where you're supposed to fight him, but for some reason, I didn't think to go up that tree branch until I asked you, and like, you just go up the tree yeah. branch. And I went up the tree branch. Godfrey was a great fight, in a bad arena. I would like... Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your thought. I'll finish. And maybe that's just because I couldn't spam Rock Sling or Loretta's Great Bow because the the space was so tiny. But we won in the end. Uh, But I remember texting you. I was like, when the difficulty curve really went like up for Godfrey, right? And then you're like, oh, just wait till you get to the next boss. And I got to the next boss and it was another market. It was another market reskin. One shot, bang! Didn't even, didn't even sweat. Uh, now I'm in the snowy area, but that's not what I've been playing, and I don't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. That, that's not what I've been playing. What I've been playing a ton of, and what I got a victory royale in last night, and I did it for a little boy who couldn't record on a Thursday because his tummy had the rumblies. I did have the tumble troubles, the tummy troubles last night. So I did have to clutch a dub in Fortnite solos, no build. Uh, for the only way to play Fortnite. It's yeah. the only way. For little Matt. And we did it for Matt. So after this, are we going to play duos and it's going to be Kratos and Naruto? <laughs> oh my God. Yes and yes. Uh, but that's what I've just been hopping in and playing like a couple games here and there. I think no build is like the best version of this game and might actually get me to not uninstall it from my console after a week. Uh, it's better movement than apex. I'll just say that right Stop. now. It's way a thousand times better movement than apex. You that's just un, that's just wrong. I understand. I just gave you a brain aneurysm, but I'm going to need you to. That's just how on earth is the movement better? Well, when you jump out of a slide in Fortnite, you get a cooler animation than you do in Apex. So right there, that's it. I don't actually think I could do this podcast with you anymore. Well, we had a good run, folks. 38 <laughs> episodes. <laughs> but what have I been playing unrelated yes, to the tell me about- Jesus H. Christ? Uh, I'm in the same area as you um, in Elden Ring. I am on... Oh, 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 man, I'm going to call. <sighs> Kelly from Ryan and Kelly, you want to do the podcast with me because you think Fortnite is a better game than... I'm sorry, Matt, I got to take this. I know, it was real sad to hear about Regis. Yes, yes, you and I could do the podcast. All right, I got to go. Matt, I'm sorry. Uh, you. <laughs> oh, I'm taking... <laughs> sorry. Wait, wait. Bobby's mom? <gasps> 
Matt, that, don't you dare. She hasn't you? answered my call in years. Uh, me and your mom will be doing a podcast from now on. However, however, <laughs> however, I've been playing Elden Ring. Yes. All right. So you've been playing. Well, Elden Ring. I'm on the fire giant. He's too big. I don't like it. I have now decided that there is a flaw with Elden Ring and FromSoft Games as a whole, and it's anything larger than a large humanoid figure is a bad boss. The mechanics to it are not good with auto lock. It's just, they're not good. I would agree with you. And I, this is going to sound terrible. And I promise this isn't fanboyism, but I, I felt that same sentiment many times where like the dragon and, um, even like tree sentinel, I, I thought was a little big, but they got away with that in Elden ring and in Sekiro. I would agree with you if Bloodborne didn't exist. And in Bloodborne, there are many like towering bosses, especially in the DLC. Uh, obviously, Ludwig for all my Bloodborne people. Um, Lawrence, like I need you to just look up Lawrence Bloodborne fight. It, he is a lava deer demon who is the size of a several story building. And it is, I would say, the hardest boss fight in all of Soulsborne, but Bloodborne is the only game that does big bosses well. And I think what's ve- what I want to be very specific with is I don't have a problem fighting dragons. They're fine. I don't mind them at all. Even the fire giant isn't that bad. It's the ones that are not grounded to the floor. Okay. And I'm sp- speaking specifically of Estelle. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously. Um, and the Elden Beast, but I haven't gotten there yet. And, and lo- what's her name in the school? Uh, Renala as well. During the second phase, she's up in the air and stuff. Or the first phase, rather. Yeah, but that's different. That's different. She falls down. Like, you're not attacking her while she's up in the mm-hmm. air. I'm saying the bosses that, like, float just above the ground so that. Because, like, I'm running around with a colossal sword. I should be able to hit you if I am in your hitbox. Correct. I agree with you wholeheartedly, yeah. And so that is what is keeping me from progressing faster. Because I spent a good time amount on that stupid serpent. Because 40, uh, it was part of uh, Ronnie's crest quest line which Mm -hmm. uh wasn't actually part of the thing but i wanted to get through it because i was so it was the last boss in it like it was the end of the quest line and i'm like i'm just pumbling away at this freaking boss and it's because 45 percent of my attacks don't connect even though i'm standing next to the boss so it's been frustrating i think i need a i think i need to just get through the game at this point and respec to i'm gonna be doing a mage character and i think i'll have a lot more fun i think you will too running around i also think you need to play bloodborne and i'll say i will just send you a youtube video of like fighting lawrence in the bloodborne dlc and it's you'll you'll see exactly what i mean that it's the best you know what i can edit this matt take some time go to youtube right now i'm looking it up already he looks awesome oh it's fucking awesome Told you, he's a deer demon on fire. Yeah, that is cool. 
but I'll look up the actual YouTube video after. after cool as hell. Also yeah. one of the best soundtracks in all of boss fights. Out of Elden Ring, we've talked about it enough. We talk about it on every single podcast. We're doing a new segment today for Topic 1, and we're getting right into it. Would you and kiss a frog if you got paid a mil- uh, No, that's not... That's, that's Topic that's not- 3. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First topic, rapid fire news. This is where we're going to give you like two, maybe three minutes of news for four major topics. First boom, one. Boom, 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 boom. Bungie announces a digital first workplace. And this is something that in the video game industry, and anyone is more than welcome to correct me in the comments, why on earth is video game creation not 100% home-based see here's the thing as somebody who works in a creative field who mm-hmm. i would say i am just personally i am just as productive at my home editing station as i am in my studio editing station at the office yeah. right but what i will say and it's something that i i feel is true is that there is a certain availability that is nice to know like yes you can ping anybody on slack and get an answer to any question pretty much instantaneously i do enjoy working from home you know that those two hours that you save on commute are two hours worth of work basically that you can do extra work which is cool and i i would rather work than sit in traffic but i do understand the merits in a creative field of being in an environment with other creative people especially when you need a quick edit or quick turnaround on something. Uh, It's a lot easier to yell or ask across the office, hey, can you fix X, Y, and Z, than it is to call or explain. Sometimes stuff gets lost in translation, right? Every day, though? And it's funny that this is the thing, because I was actually just listening to a, a another podcast. Shout out uh, to Sacred Symbols, Last Stand Media. Big fans of theirs. Kyle Moriarty, I would love to get him on the show. But he was talking about, and he made a very salient point. I think it sums up really well where he was like, you almost can't, you can't be a little pregnant on the, the work from home or work in the office thing, right? Where it's like, if you crave structure, in your day at work, well, then you have to be at the office, right? Like you can't have it both ways. You're either, it is very much a binary in terms of either you're home or you're at the office. Like you, you can't take the best parts of both and meld them together. And I would agree with that. I, I don't know. I firmly disagree as somebody that has done hybrid. There were things that I needed to be on site for. And on those days, I was on site for them. But everything I didn't need to be on site for, I was able to do from my house. And because of that, the days that I was on site, I was much, much, much more productive with those tasks because I wasn't bogged down with computer tasking. So when I went into the lab on Tuesdays and Thursdays, it was lab work. It wasn't, should I answer my email? Should I update the spreadsheet? Should I place a purchase order? It was, you're coming here to do lab function things. Nothing else matters. And again, I I understand where you're coming from, but I feel that 
when you work in a creative field like I do, right, where your your main output, your main uh, sort of measure of if you're doing your job or not is creative and content, you know, there really is no ever day off, right? Like seven days a week, some form of content is going out or being edited or touched up, whether that is just like, okay, a small tweak here. Okay, did that video go out, right? So while I like working from home, and I would love, I'm sure even if I had more space, I think it's good to kind of have that mental break between home and office. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, it's nice to just be like, oh, okay, I have an hour where I can bang out, like you're saying, more clerical, menial computer tasks, send out emails that sound and the other, where instead I would just be sitting in traffic. So why are video games not made entirely from home? I wouldn't be surprised if moving forward, we saw more studios push towards a work from home or remote first thing, right? Like Bungie made Witch Queen, I would say almost entirely from home and people are regarding it as the best Destiny expansion. I just also think that it should at least, even if it's not going to be, what I take from the work from home or the digital first is that it's a, if you can work from home, do it. Mm -hmm. You're more than welcome to. But we will ask you to come in on certain things. And I think that is the perfect balance for a creative studio where you can require your people to still live in your area so that they can commute to work. But see, that's the thing. Like, you, you the, that's the little pregnant thing. And taking it one step further, like, uh, what's that studio that I always talk about with the with the Wild West game and the and the trek to Yomi that I love? Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wild Hog, Wild Hog, fl- Flying Wild Hog, right? I'm yep. almost positive they're not U.S. based, right? Okay. So it's like, well, if I want to work for them and do video marketing for them, I'm not. I want to say they're based in Holland. I don't know where I'm getting that from, but that feels like I'm right. So correct me if I'm wrong. But it's like, okay, well, I'm sure there's talent in other time zones. So I don't think... Poland. Poland, okay. So so Holland, Poland, That's I'd like to buy a vowel. My, my point is, you can't be a little pregnant on it. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to do work from home, do work from home. Like if it was up to me and I didn't have any shoots and my my role was just editing and managing sort of creative output, bro, I'd be in Montana tomorrow. Okay, but what you're doing right now is hybrid. Yes, but it didn't start out that way. So you're saying right now you the with the work that you're doing right now and needing to go on site for shoots, you'd rather just go into the office every single day? No, but I'm saying it there is a there is a runway for how tenable it is to have it be hybrid. It will get to a point where it is either all remote or all in office. Specifically because the one thing that we haven't mentioned on this, and I know we're taking a, a good while on, on something like this, but I think it's worth discussing, is that there is a massive financial interest in this space, right? If you work at, I don't know, Goldman Sachs, let's say. Mm-hmm. Goldman Sachs spends quite a bit of money to lease their buildings. 
Yes. Right. So right. it's like at some point they have to justify the money out in terms of overhead for office space. So I think we will we got a taste of it, but I think it is going to be at least five or so years until we really start to see the effects of all offsite or all onsite because these leases got to run and people got to shit or get off the pot in yeah, terms I, of office space. I don't think huge companies like that are ever going to go full remote because I think they value being able to physically see people. And I think the companies that have super large office buildings like that aren't in. They're not. They make enough money where instead of hiring remote workers, they would offshore anything that could be fully remote. Mm. So I think instead of that, they will eventually like I think in big companies, we are going to see a full you need to be at the office, whatever office it is, but you need to be there. I think we're going to see like startups and like a new game development company. They can go full remote. And, and there are all, from and there all yeah. are like the studio that made Cuphead is completely all remote. Yeah. So but I was going to say, let's just bring this topic into um, we could bring this into the next one, but we could agree that there's merits to working from home. Hybrid is going to is going to be a touchy area in the next couple of years, because can you pull it off? And there's obviously advantages to being in the office every day. Correct. And just to be clear, if given the choice, I would choose work from home every time. However, that doesn't mean it is the better choice every in every scenario, if that makes yeah, any think, sense. Yeah, I think it depends on the industry you're in. But regarding this specific point, be a work from that, home brain surgeon. Yeah, yeah, you can't obviously you can't do that. But I think game development, unless I'm just missing some piece of like what equipment they need, because I could see them needing like super high power computers and the company doesn't want to purchase those for everyone. So they have like a creation room where mm -hmm. they have the highest powered the best of the best top tier equipment and then i get it but if you're running on your laptop i'm cool with you working from home if you give me the correct like the correct and timely product i could care less where you provide it from mm. but next topic more importantly roblox is getting an official sonic game every day we stray farther from god's light it i is, disagree it and is i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna bring this up on this podcast and i'm gonna bring it up on our plus episode that we're gonna um do after this do you know what i did while you were playing Fortnite and i had tummy troubles i watched the sonic the hedgehog movie well, that's why your stomach hurt obviously I watched it after that. I have ne I have not been engrossed in a movie in so long the way that I watched that Sonic movie last night. It was hilarious. It was emotional. It was an emotional roller coaster. The cast was phenomenal. Jim Carrey, brilliant as ever. Unfortunately, the dude that voices Sonic, I don't know his name. However, Ben he, Schwartz, he's from yes, Parts and Rec, did an amazing job as Sonic. And because of this, not only will I probably get the Roblox game, this has reminded me that 
back in the day in like the late nineties, early two thousands, when there was that war between Mario and Sonic, like who's the better platformer, blah, 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 blah. I remember why back then I was on team Sonic. Now I also sent you a TikTok earlier where Sonic <laughs> is saying some pretty interesting things. Shadow is saying some interesting things. Yeah. Well, here's what I'll say about the Sonic movie. Sonic caused COVID. Okay, the medical... Excuse me? (laughs) No, I have this grudge about Sonic uh, because as a joke, we took my buddy, who I've mentioned on the podcast before, to see Sonic the Hedgehog 1 in theaters. That was the last movie I saw in theaters before COVID happened. And I regret it every day. It's one of my biggest regrets in life. I can't believe you didn't like that movie. Um, To give you context of what it was like sitting in a theater full of grown mostly adult men watching the Sonic movie uh, late at night on a Friday when it went, right? I've been to Marvel movies. I've been to Godzilla versus Kong, you know, Fast and Furious, big, big crowd pleaser movies, Matt. I have never in my years seen a more visceral response from grown human men. Then after the Sonic movie happened, there's the credits. Bah, bah, bah. Oh, here's here's a little post-credit scene. Now, Matt, I don't know if you saw the post-credit I scene. I did. Okay. The post-credit scene is of Tails. Yes. And when I tell you there were people in this theater screaming as if they had just been lit on fire. There was this just animalistic response. <laughs> and these for for more Sonic. And these people are out there. Okay, they're um, um, in society. I would like to note that I googled when did the original Sonic movie come out. It came out on Valentine's Day, twenty twenty. Imagine taking Nicole to go see Sonic on Valentine's Day. Probably wouldn't be the worst thing I've ever done on Valentine's Day. Jesus Christ! Next topic: Roblox Sonic is a great mix. It's I'm going to love it. It's going to be great. Can't wait. You don't Uh, deserve happiness. It's whatever. The next one. I'm going to let you do this one. Bandai Namco has been contracted to work on a remastered 3D action game for Nintendo. And again, very broad strokes. But according to multiple job listings on Bandai Namco's Japanese website via Resetera, it's believed to be a remaster remake of a 3D action game by Nintendo. Bandai Namco is currently seeking planners to get the project up and running, as well as visual artists to perform HD remastering of 3D backgrounds. Matt, this is Donkey Kong 64. I... This is Donkey Kong 64. I have nothing to support that. I have no reason to believe that it's that. But you watch. You mark my words that this is Donkey Kong 64. Surprisingly, you agree? I 100% agree. Yep. And I think they know that when this Mario movie comes out, Donkey Kong is going to somehow be the fan favorite again. Oh, God, with Seth Rogen. <laughs> hey, Mario, we smoke weed. Canada. It's fucking Seth Rogen. But I think that is why they're going to do Donkey Kong. Because I think he is going to be the jewel that comes out of the Mario cinematic universe is a greater and deeper appreciation of Donkey Kong. And the only way to do that 
is to remaster Donkey Kong 64 and make it really cool. Listen, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze is the single best 2D, uh, yeah, 2D, 2.5D, if you want to, platformer I've ever played. If you've never played Tropical Freeze, that is one of the most purposeful, artistically sound games ever. What I mean by that is if you play that game, there is nothing in Donkey Kong 64 that is just a floating platform. And you're probably like, Bob, what the hell are you talking about? I am. In, in the jungle level, every platform is a part of a tree. In the sawmill level, guess what? The platforms are pieces of wood that are getting thrown out, and they're only there for a limited time. That is so hard to do, and the fact that they did it and did it well. I love Tropical Freeze. I would love more Tropical Freeze. Uh, hmm. I might pick this up. So you're so basically you would love Tropical Free, and it's a two-player game. So you like it's such an easy pick-up-and-play game. Tropical nice. Freeze is the best Nintendo 2D platformer. So what you're saying with the basically you're saying that all of the platforms that you step in are environmental. Correct. Okay, that's awesome. It's out and, of this world. And I agree with you. That must be very difficult to do. And a studio that was working completely remote probably couldn't get it done. Next topic. <laughs> the, ne- the next topic is one that is... Hurts my soul dearly. It just, really does. Just, just pain. Yeah. Uh, and so, that is that Matt, not only in the year of our Lord 2022, did we get a second Sonic movie, but we get not one... No, no, no. But two Kingdom Hearts games have been announced. And um, I don't want to say that I would rather be waterboarded than play a Kingdom Hearts game, but I'd rather be waterboarded than play a Kingdom Hearts game. So. because uh, yeah, Go ahead, sorry. Okay. I no, was going to say. I, I was going to go into the article anyway, so you want to pull from that. Uh. The article mainly it is I just accidentally <clears throat> closed it. Um Kingdom Hearts Missing Link will be character customization. So this is an article from Siliconera. We haven't used them in a while. However, great article, but it talks about how something that has always been missing from the Kingdom Hearts series is character co- customization. Coherent story. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> character customization and to be honest i am 100 percent. i have never played a single kingdom hearts game and the reason i did not pick up the original one is because you could not customize your character and i thought sora looked that's why you didn't pick up the original i swear to god i saw sora and was like why would my character ever wear those shoes ever in a million years i'm an action hero why am I wearing clown shoes? I cannot buy this game. And I did not. Yeah, I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm all for the power of friendship. You and I are friends, right? Like, there's a power to our friendship. But I just... If, if you, like... I don't understand. Like, I, I feel like the writer's room at Kingdom Heart is just a Mad Libs where Nomura and is it Nomura? Nomura Maybe. did King, Kingdom Hearts. Hold on. I don't want to speak out of my ass here. Uh, I want to say 
hold on, hold on. Matt Vamp for a second. I got you. I'm going to talk about my experience with Kingdom Hearts. Uh, I think it's dumb. Personally, I and but yeah, Namora, Katsuya yeah, okay. Namora. Okay, I thought so. I, I, I okay. Oof. Um, he probably sits there. Namora comes in, and he sits down in the writers' room at Square Enix, and he's got his Disney rep there. Bob Iger's there, and he's got a big bottle of scotch. Namora strikes me as a scotch man, and he cracks it open. And on the wall in the writer's room, he's got noun, verb, a noun, adverb, verb, Disney character. And he says, all right, boys, spin the wheel. <laughs> Donald. <laughs> Quickly. <laughs> Made friends with. Amorphous, Sephiroth. yeah, am- yeah <laughs> amorphous shadow creature. Twice, power of friendship. Cut. That's print. just the yeah. That's the end of every sentence. Checking but, the gate. I, I don't understand. My thing is, the games that have come out of Square Enix, in my opinion, have been definitely Bad. no. Recently, the- they've been on a bad streak. Avengers was not good for them. They yeah, need they're going back to the Kingdom Hearts well cuz they need a win. I was going to say I guess I've been going out of the Kingdom Hearts massive success so I consider that a win, but I've been going mostly off of the Final Fantasy games and those are I would argue almost always a win. Mm-mm, 14 was bad. They saved it, but the MMO one was not a win out of the gate. Yes, but now it is the number one MMO in the world. Correct. So they 100% fixed that and through positive player feedback fixed that. But I think it has to be a good game. Like it has to. Have you ever actually played them? Unfortunately, my same friend that is a diehard Sonic fan is a diehard Kingdom Hearts fan. Um And I've seen him when when uh, part three came out. I gave him the benefit of the doubt where I was like, all right, let me see this. Let me watch you play this. And just no, just no, I refuse. I refuse. I'm just surprised that they could get away with putting out a and again, I've consumed almost no Kingdom Hearts content it might be something that this channel does where I make Bobby suffer through Kingdom Hearts live. Oh no, there's on not a, there's not enough liquor in the world that would get I would me do through it. that. I would do it. However, um, it has to be good enough because Disney would not allow it if it was that bad. Okay. Did you see Star Wars Eight? The Last Jedi. Disney allows a lot. Okay. Next Disney topic. filmed. Right. You Disney won. filmed you won. Mulan. I, you won. You won. Just okay. stop. Just okay. stop. He's, you know. You know the Simpsons meme where it's like he's already dead. Yeah. yeah. So our last rapid fire. Disney topic. would allow. Please. Our last rapid fire topic is brought to you by Paul Tassi over at Forbes. Paramount's Halo show is not doing great. And in a, in a turn of events that shocks 
no one. They were like, why don't we get the prison guard from Orange is the New Black to be Master Chief? So in this article, Paul goes on to discuss quite a few things that were wrong with this show. And before even reading it, I had my own opinions and I was watching episode four last night. Mm -hmm. And just to quote the article, let's see if I could find the exact. uh, Yeah. So he lists a bunch of issues with it. And his number two issue with it is the helmet. In the episode that aired, I believe it was yesterday. I was watching a little bit of it and then I got tired and was like, I can't finish this. He goes in the warthog. Puts his helmet on to get into the warthog. There is a 15 second scene of him in the warthog. They get to the event to where they're supposed to be. Instantly takes the helmet off. The amount of time oh, they man, have don't, shown. Don't you, don't you remember all of those seminal moments from the game where Master Chief took his helmet off? Oh, yeah, me neither, because it never happened. It the- never happened one time. Six games. Never happened. Biggest gripe with this show. It's not the budget. It's not that they put all of the action into the first 15 minutes of the show. And since then, no one has fought anything, even come close. And there's been an elite on the screen, maybe for a total of five minutes since the first episode. It's that they honored zero of Master Chief not being known. And the I, it takes away from the myth of Master Chief. And they try to do it in the show, and they try to discuss he, he's just the Master Chief. When all the other Spartans talk about him, he's like, that's Chief, Master Chief, Master Chief, Master Chief, Master Chief. No, the dude's name is John. Like, call him John. He doesn't wear a helmet. Like, he's just some guy. He was, he was a tax attorney 20 minutes ago. Let me, let me posit to you a theory, if you will, my brother in Christ. Um, <laughs> I'm going to pour myself some more herbal tea to deal with this. I'm getting heated. We are with video game, movie, and TV show adaptations where we were with superhero uh, TV and movie adaptations in the early 2000s. Yeah, they can't all be like Sonic. God forbid. We are, you know, like you remember the Ben Affleck Daredevil. You remember the Fantastic Four movies. You remember the Eric Bana Hulk movie, right? That's the the video game ethos we're in right now. And you get some pops. You get your Witcher. We got our Sam Raimi Spider-Man 2, right? Like we get, right? We will get to the Iron Man, Captain America, hit, 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 hit. It's not this. It's not happening right now. Stop trying to fit the the square peg in the round hole. And the more I think about it, the more that Halo wasn't meant for TV. No. Because all of it is outside, like all of the story, in my opinion, was done outside of the game. Matt, what is the Halo story other than Master Chief fights aliens? Zero can idea. you can, can zero idea i i know that they need like they get an artifact to stop the covenant from being able to activate the halo to destroy things that's cool, it. whatever awesome yeah how many cool stories do you have from halo multiplayer though all of them that's the halo story it's the yeah. stories you make with people and your friends yeah. right I agree. And, and we've got like the rock 
you know, throwing around that he's going to be a part of the biggest video game movie franchise ever. That was going along a couple months ago. First of all, that better be God of War. Dear God. Like that on paper? I don't want The Rock to be the God of War. Kratos? Yeah. I do. No. I'd rather Jason Momoa be him if we're going to go that route. But I think it should be anyone from the cast of Vikings over all of them. But... The Rock should not be Kratos in any way, shape, or form. The point I'm trying to make is we'll get to the the marvelification of video game movie properties, but it's not now. We ain't there yet. We're going to talk about it in the next episode because I do think we are there. I think there is one series that is going to turn into the marvel of video games, and it is currently active. And you will, we will get to it. And I cannot wait because it goes with it. It's going to be great. Topic number two, after the rapid fire topics, we got subscription revamps for the payment methods of Sony and Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, personally, the I'll just read directly from the article. Sony and Nintendo to update subscription guidelines. It comes from us from Daniel Paris over at Game Industries. Biz. Both Sony and Nintendo have agreed to update their guidelines pertaining to their respective online subscription services following an investigation into auto-renew practices by the Competition and Market Authority. So, Sony has agreed to implement new measures for the PS Plus subscriber, which include contact or contacting long-term customers that haven't used the service for a while to remind them to cancel their service. If users don't cancel, but they're they're not actively using it, Sony will stop taking payments. And Nintendo has altered its business practices to make that Nintendo Switch Online service will not be sold with an automatic renew setting as the default. You'll have to turn it on on your own. What this does is it basically it's twofold. One, everyone's gonna buy the service when it's new because it offers something that you will play now. Mm-hmm. And once that runs out, everyone is going to forget about the subscriptions. And that is the bonus of the subscription model is that people forget about it and they're paying you $15 a month, but you have 150 million people paying you $15 a month. So it's awesome. It's a predatory practice and I'm glad that they're going away from this. And I think as we move into a subscription forward ecosystem in games, it's very important for game industries and competitors alike whether it be game pass nintendo switch online or playstation plus playstation now well it's both and yeah, yeah bundled now so yeah both of all three of them making sure that at the end of the day the gamer is not getting taken advantage of by these subscriptions and i think policies like that enforce that great I have no salient point on this other than say we're all big boys and girls. Keep track of your money, right? Like I agree. You, you should know what you spend your own money on. Uh, I think this is one of those optical wins where it's like, yeah, we're pro consumer, but like, I don't think this really matters in the grand scheme. I don't. I saw a lot of people on Twitter, like a bunch of hot takes, where they were like, "Oh, this is going to destroy uh, Microsoft and Sony's bottom line." It's not. Stop it. It's not. Uh, my- Microsoft has already had both of these things implemented into Game Pass. Exactly. And it's fine. Game Pass is doing great. It's fine. You're going to get a notification to cancel it, and then you're you're going to look... You're you're going to walk away. 
yeah, you're either A, going to walk away, or B, you're going to look at what you have and be like, oh, no, you know, I might play this. I'm just going to re-up. Speaking of things that uh, you might play, Matt, if you don't play Max Payne 3 oh, my God. after we get off this podcast, I'm telling you right now, I'm calling Kelly from Regis and Kelly. And uh, she hasn't been on air with Regis in like a decade. Okay, first of all, as I put my stuff there. Who's um, Kelly even on? It used to be Michael I'm Strahan. Sure I'm pretty sure it's Ryan Seacrest now. Is it? Or maybe it is Michael Strahan. No, it's definitely not um michael strahan anymore they had a differencing of it is it is ryan seacrest rip in peace regis yeah i loved regis regis was the best among us um i (laughs) anyway all you have to say about the revamp of payment methods no in terms of payment methods i just don't i think this is one of those like look at us and then it's like this didn't do anything but we scored some clout like Next topic. I I have nothing substantive to add on this because I don't think this is any uh, major financially consequential move. The the only thing I could think that this is actually going to help anybody is the Nintendo Switch Online one. Because I think a lot of kids accidentally get into that and Mm -hmm. their parents are not monitoring it and they might not notice just like a $10 charge. But like a $10 charge once doesn't add up, but a $10 charge over two, three years. When little Timmy gets addicted to Kingdom Hearts, he starts yeah. buying. Kingdom Hearts is a gateway drug It's a... for other anime properties. <laughs> to, no, to being an actual Disney fan. That's what it's. To, yeah, Kingdom drug. Hearts is a gateway drug to becoming a Disney adult. You know, you just said something and it completely embodies why Kingdom Hearts is so successful. Who are the two most devout fan bases in the world? Anime and Disney. And they merged them. Somebody at Square Enix, whoever put this together, was like, bro, I, we can do this. Watch this. We're going to take JRPG, which is anime fandom, and we're going to mix it with Disney. I agree. Yeah. How, how are we going to do that? Doesn't matter literally just do it it'll be fine i know this guy his name is bobby has a great idea let's mad lib it he has a wheel he'll spin it he goes like this hilarious yeah but yeah anime and uh disney what a what a combo i agree our next article brought to you by dextro Dexerto. is it Deserto. I say Deserto. Have I been saying it wrong for like six years? Yeah, probably. Wow. Uh, I'm going to say this guy's name wrong. Matt, can you, uh, real quick, I just dropped a a new link in the chat. Can you read what I I put in the chat here really quick? I'll I'll vamp and how it is pronounced Deserto. Scholars have posited for many years that the original (laughs) Latin uh... (laughs) (laughs) ladies and gentlemen i just sent matt something very funny very funny article that being said the the read our next one the serto article that matt was referring to is that phase clan has brought on new talent this is coming to us does it say the author's name yeah dylan hortes 
Horetsky, Dylan Horetsky. Article reads, FaZe Clan signs YouTuber and former NFL prospect Destroyer. That's Destroyer with two E's. Popular content organization FaZe Clan has gained popularity over the years with a variety of content, including lifestyle vlogs, gaming highlights, and live streams. They've also brought on a new high-profile member, including LeBron, FaZe, Bronny, James Jr., Lil Yachty, a.k.a. FaZe Boat, and most recently, Snoop Dogg. Now the high-profile org has revealed its latest member, popular YouTuber and former NCAA football player, Donald Faze Destroyer De La Hay. It's definitely destroying. It's definitely an ING. Oh, my God. Yeah. Matt, cancel the podcast. It's definitely yeah. destroying. Yeah. Um, the creator caught the eye of FaZe thanks to his personality and sports-centered content that has helped the YouTuber amass over 4 million followers. Now, Matt, I'll let you go first because I actually think we're going to have pretty opposing takes on this. So I have a lot to say about this because, one, I am a big fan of mm-hmm. Destroying's work on YouTube. He does some great football content in his like store. He's and he has an untraditional position. I guess it's a fine position in football. Like it's still a position in football, but it's not where most people see football players and they're like, yeah, that's what I want to do. He's a punter and a place kicker. So like he didn't, he wasn't going to get the traditional opportunities that a, like a wide receiver or quarterback or a running back would get in the foot, like in the NFL. So he bounced to Canada where he was kicked off the team eventually because he had too big of a social media following. So they basically used him to get their, his following to look at their team and then cut him. Since then, he's been doing all types of YouTube content with, high profile NFL players and it's just overall great content. He's absolutely entertaining. And personally, I think the addition of Bronny, who is LeBron James's son, Snoop Dogg, who is Snoop Dogg, Destroying, who is a major popular sports figure being outside of the NFL, and then who was that last person that you said? It was uh Lil Yachty. Um, I love Lil Yachty. Me too. I don't know how entertaining he would be on screen. So I'm interested in seeing what is going to happen with Lil Yachty. But I think the major point of this mm-hmm. is that we have over the past six, seven months been discussing when is or when are video games going to be mainstream like the NFL, like the MLB and like the NBA? Personally, I think that we, the 25 to 35 year olds are going to be the generation that allows it. Okay. Because we are, we are now seeing kids like destroying little Yachty, LeBron James's son, Bronny, Snoop Dogg's super old, so he doesn't count. But we're seeing people that grew up watching the pioneers of video game content creation and thinking, I can't do that. That is a one in a million person that's doing that. And we're seeing people grow up watching that and their dream getting fulfilled by one day being that. And I think that's where we're going to see our kids generation grow up 
loving video games to the point where we loved sports. So I agree with many of the top points rather that you brought up. I think my overall thought on this, because this is something that's evolving and continuing and over, you know, as time goes on, I'm sure we'll see higher and bigger profile names attach themselves, maybe not to FaZe Clan, but gaming in general, right? Mm -hmm. You have expressed many times that you don't think this is good for the industry writ large. I am all these big names sort of coming into gaming from outside paths, let's call them, right? I... How do I how do I put this in, a, in an eloquent way that will still let me run for Congress? I think that the inclusion of large-scale names, Snoop Dogg, LeBron James' son, right? And I think you have a point where you're like, okay, this is a newer generation looking at this. I think the field is getting flooded with names. I think this is people are thinking that this is a gold rush. Gaming personalities. Okay. Snoop Dogg coming to FaZe Clan, all it will do is provide further legitimacy for actual gamers. In that, you can tell Snoop Dogg doesn't actually give a shit about games. Which, that I disagreed with. Hmm. How so? I, have you ever seen his stream? Yes, and I think he understands that there is a extremely financially lucrative business to be had there. However, I do not think that Snoop Dogg could tell me the difference between The Witcher 3 and Skyrim. Uh, I would highly disagree. I think that he 100% might have gotten into this for the money. Like, I think he saw the opportunity, but I think he saw the opportunity in something he enjoyed. I do think that he is at heart a gamer in the same way that like Terry Crews is. Hmm. I don't but know. I could I, be wrong. I, I, could I, be th- wrong. Th- I think this is a lot of like special guesting right now where like they're not adding anything to the space other than their name, if that makes any sense. I get, I get that. And maybe this destroying kid who in and of himself was a gaming creator, which is awesome. I'm not familiar with LeBron James's son's uh, content presence online, but like Snoop Dogg is taking something and repurposing it in terms of brand image to update and modernize it when it comes to gaming. I think the people who are going to win long term are the people who are game first and find a way to stand out. I know I bring them up a lot, but it is such an... Snoop Dogg can only be Snoop Dogg playing games. Doc has expanded his brand past gaming and used gaming as the launch pad, meaning he is already ahead of the curve. Snoop Dogg is not trying to make his brand like Snoop Dogg is playing catch up, whereas Doc is already onto the next thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, I definitely agree. And I do agree that celebrities will have a shorter shelf life than someone like doc because eventually you don't eventually with all of these top level streamers and again i could be wrong i'm only speaking of the ones that i enjoy watching they're good as hell at these games like they are different 
they are way better than I could ever devote enough time to being at these games. Snoop Dogg does not fall into that category. He is not otherworldly at video games. He is just a very famous person, and I'm assuming mild, like pretty entertaining, who is playing video games. The prop, what I think we're starting to blur the lines with, with somebody like Bronny and somebody like Destroying, is that they're really, really good at social media. Bronny, mm-hmm. not so much, because like you said, I'm not too familiar with Listen, his Listen, if my dad was pre- LeBron James, I'm sure I could be good at anything. Yeah. yeah. So Okay. Yeah. But Destroying specifically has such a, he is a content creator, and that's it. So I think him taking up video games, I guarantee you his will be one of the most successful FaZe Clan ones. And I think he's like, this could possibly be the, besides a straight, like a Nick Burks or a, like a Doc or a Tim the Tatman, this is as big of a signing as you're going to get in the gaming industry. Do you think this gets us closer to that crossover moment, that uh, singularity? In terms of gaming within the public consciousness? Uh, For destroying, I... No, because I think you need regular people to do it. He's close. I think he is going to bring a certain level of like appreciation towards gaming, and I think he's going to be a great content creator for gaming. But you need kids to grow up and want to be a gamer and pay attention to that this stuff like when i was a kid i didn't know that there was actual video game tournaments Mm -hmm. but now with the access to youtube and twitch and all things like that these people know because they're watching them compete every single day yeah yeah and i think that's where we get that bridge and i think our kids generation my little brother he's like 16 he missed it just by a little bit because okay, he grew Jake. up on YouTube, okay. but he grew up on like the creative aspect of YouTube with yeah, like the, Minecraft and Roblox. Make America Minecraft again, Matt. Yeah, I would love it. However, we Wait, are getting very, very close. I agree. Matt. No, 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 no. We are not bringing this. Oh, yes. No, there is one more topic. I misspoke. Yeah, we there's no shot. We are going to bring this together because. I'm going to read. I'm just going to read directly from the article. Mm -hmm. Xbox Series X and S outsells the PS5 again. Worldwide hardware estimates for March. uh, There's estimates for March 27th to April 2nd sales. Uh, the Nintendo Switch was the best-selling console with 346,000 units shipped or sold. And according to... Yeah, Switch sells big numbers. The Xbox Series S and X sold 230,000 units. Compared... That's not a number, man. What did I say? 230,000. Oh, sorry. 232,000. 100,000. What's wrong with that? I'm just busting balls. No, yes, I, I read the article. Total. Here's what I'll say. You jackass. <laughs> this is this is the uh dad from Fairly Odd Parents meme where he's like, "Hold on, ready? This is where I would sell my PS5s if I had any." Yes, I agree that PS5 would most likely be running away with it if they could keep them on the shelves. But 
this shortage of PS5s has created something very, very good for the gaming industry, and it's parity. It, because of this shortage, Xbox is starting to get a foothold, and people who would not have bought an Xbox purchased one because it was available, specifically the S. But that's not because it was a better product. It was because of... impulsive necessity let's call it where you wanted a playstation but i shit i guess i'll buy an xbox i guess no no but i would argue that most people stick with their system through thick or thin i i i don't agree and i can tell you exactly why why because the ps3 by the end of the 360 and ps uh and xbox PS3 and Xbox 360 lifecycle at the end, PS3 outsold Xbox 360. Those are real numbers. You can look it up. PS4 stomped down Xbox One. That's fair. That's fair. Meaning everybody who is a... And other way around, in the beginning of the Xbox 360 generation, everybody who had a PS2... Over to Xbox. So, so then no, I, put it, I think so people, that, I think gamers are extremely brand disloyal, despite what you would see on Twitter. I think they go where the hype and the hoopla is. So then let me ask you this. How damaging is not being able to get their product on the shelves when you start to see the Xbox creep up? Extremely, yeah. but I don't I don't think it's a legitimate win. What I would say is if in a so you're saying parity is good? I would say parity is the best thing we could ask for. Because do you know what parity is going to do? Parity is, is going to make it so that you they release games on everything, it, mm. or they go the complete opposite, which would be bad. Here's what I think parity does: it lights a fire under Sony to do to continue. Look, Sony's already selling PS5 at a loss. If they could make more and get more PS5s out into the wild, they would. Mm-hmm. I don't think that parity as a second place win is good, but I understand that right now it's the only option out there, right? I think, and we're going to do a prediction episode on where we think the rest of the year is going to go, and this isn't one of my predictions, but I think in the next and I'm speaking this into existence like I did with Max Payne, I think in the next six weeks you see Sony come out with a, I want to say it was 2016, 2017, E3. They had an E3, I think like a year and a half or two years into the PS4 life cycle, where in that E3 they announced Horizon, God of War, Days Gone, Death Stranding, um, Spider-Man, and they, they, in one E3, solidified their grip on gaming. We haven't had that yet with the PS5. But because, okay, God of War is somewhere out there. And we know, yeah, Wolverine, and yeah, Spider-Man 2. But, like, we don't know what's happening or when things are coming. Bro, there's a lot brewing that if Sony wanted to in one fell swoop, could suck all of the air out of the room, parity or not, availability or not, that will keep people wanting to come to play PS5. And I guarantee that by the end of this generation, PS5 is still the dominant selling console. I agree. I don't I don't think there is any threat to the PlayStation being the best console this generation. 
I do think that the importance of the Series S and the availability of the Xbox as a whole is going to make it so that it's not the PS4 to Xbox One. And I think that's important. So they just lose less is what you're saying. But that's okay. Like to close... to close, to the, close gap the gap and makes it better for everybody. Fair play. Like, again, I say this all the time. I think n- nobody is playing the game. Nobody's playing the same game anymore. Microsoft's end goal for uh, fruitful business is not console sales. It's Game Pass acquisition and Game Pass subscribers. Yeah. Right. Nintendo's goal for fruitful sales is Tropical Freeze 2. And once that happens, <laughs> game of the year. Um. <laughs> And Sony's is consoles. Yeah. So PlayStation for life, Xbox sucks. That's no, no, that's, you know what we're going to do? Bring it in for a landing. Yeah. Let's take this in for a landing. As always, if you liked what you heard, remember, like, subscribe, follow, wherever you're listening, and tell a friend who who you think would enjoy the financial context and the industry trends that we provide here on Playconomics. And as always, Bobby loves you, and happy gaming.